What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Rowdy Sailors. It's a lifestyle brand for the Rowdy Sailor and all of us. It's also active duty owned and operated. They're putting out some cool stuff from t-shirts, flags, hats, tumblers, even stickers. Make sure you go check them out. Their Instagram handle is at Rowdy underscore Sailors and go support one of your own. Make sure you tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you and start living that Rowdy lifestyle. The views expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member nor the view of the United States Coast Guard. Furthermore, the podcast does not have any association with nor endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch motherfucker. What's up, you motherfuckers? Welcome back to another episode of the Disgruntled Sailor Podcast. Uh, I got Miami here with me, as usual. Ahoy. Um, this is episode 56? 56? I, 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 I don't know. I didn't put it in the title, and now I'm lost. I've, I been, like, putting oh, it, I've been putting it in all the emails that I send you. Yeah, I know, but... Oh, let me see. I forwarded that email you sent me to my personal email so I could look at it. Yeah, 56. So I was right. So we're at 56. So I had this epiphany the other day driving to work early in the morning about like I looked over and I saw the sky and I was like, huh. And then it just nice. Sorry, Sandy. (laughs) And uh, I was just thinking like, you know, superstitions and then like sayings. And I was like, I wonder how many there are. And I was like, I started making a list. There's a shit ton. There's a lot. Yeah, you sent me the what you what you want to talk about today, and I don't know a lot more. Like three quarters of them, I have no idea. Good, I'm excited. Um, of the one, I reached out to a couple of people um, for some ideas. I actually learned two out of all the ones we're going to talk about, um, and they're pretty cool. I didn't know about it. Um, but so, you ready to get started? Yeah, I purposely did not look any of these up. Good, good, good. All right, so first, uh, I got to plug the trivia again. I'm up to about five questions from people. Uh, one of them was just so fucking hard, I didn't even know it. And then the other one was ridiculous. I'm going to talk about it at the end of the podcast because it was just, I couldn't tie it into the Coast Guard. So, like, Speaking of trivia, how many questions is it going to be? Like, Have you determined that yet? I'm hoping for 20 questions. 20 questions, okay. Yeah, because if we average like you know, a minute and a half to two minutes a question, that's like, I don't know, what is that, like, I don't know, 100 minutes? That's not right. Oh, that's like 40 minutes. If it's two minutes a question for 20 questions. Bro, I had duty yesterday. I'm burnt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, if it, yeah, if it's like yeah. 40, 45 minutes, you know, because it's going to be like, what is this? And then you're going to guess, and then I'm going to laugh at you, and then I'll be like, okay, well, it's actually this. I'm going to give you a quick little story about it. Not a story, but like, this is actually this, you know. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, um, I'm expecting like 45 minutes. Are we going to run it like we did our last trivia where like I had the Donald Trump wrong in there and then uh, <laughs> we had like something else for right. Uh, well, since I'm running it, um, unless you can see me, like I can give you a hand signal, then maybe we can do that. Uh, or you can just, uh, down, I I'll send you the thing to download right, I have to find it right. again. All right. So 
anyway, trivia. Plug the well, yeah. I wrote plug trivia. Uh, yeah, everyone, plug your <laughs> trivia. Um, I've only got about five questions so far, so send that shit. Uh, if not, if I don't get like some answers by you know some trivia questions like in like the like, next week or two, uh, I'm just gonna make them up my own. Um, and if let's see, my Mister Miami Instagram page is at. See how many followers I got. I think I was guys, gonna ask. You guys came in. Ask. You came in well short. You're at 169 right now. Oh, so your ass is be, is saved from getting posted on my, the gram. My ass is saved. Maybe we'll do something else. I don't think people really gave a shit about my ass, so they're like, they refused to follow just because they didn't want to see it. But speaking of follower, I've been getting like a bunch of followers lately. I want to see how many. Since we're talking about followers, I say a bunch. I mean, I've been getting like it goes in like waves with followers for the Instagram page, but like yeah. over like the past like seven days, I've probably got like close to like twenty new followers. So when Coast Guard Yoma memes started their page, and the last time I talk about them, they only had forty two followers. They have one hundred and sixty three now. Do they have more than you? No, I have one sixty nine. <laughs> Bro, if Yeoman Memes gets more than you, I'm never gonna let you live it. Look, down. Uh, operational people like me that they're like minded like me don't have a lot of time to send on their phones. Yeoman have all fucking data on their phones. You know, um, Coast Guard memes tagged me in a po- in one of the Yeoman's posts the other day. Like, Mister Miami, come talk shit with me. And then I responded, and then we both laughed at them. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, send me some fucking trivia. So, um, like, I have one. Like one guy sent me one. I'm going to talk about it here in a second. Um, it was really good. It's not going to be in the in the show. No, because it was too hard. Man, it was it was it's a super cool piece of history that I didn't know. It was like one of those, huh? I didn't fucking know that. Like, bet you didn't know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, you know, I like knowing those kinds of things. And like, he got me, and I was like, that's no one's going to get that. It's too hard. Um. So first, um, yeah, actually, that's that's next. So, um, so I've been getting a lot of comms from a lot of people. Uh, talking to me on the on the grams. What do you mean uh, comms? Like comments? No, like people messaging me about shit. Okay. Uh, like the first four, I'm gonna talk. Well, the first four, I'm gonna t- things I'm gonna talk about are all like people interacting with me on on Instagram. So, uh, I'm not. I don't want to say his name, uh, but he said y'all are some funny motherfuckers. He's like, I know you're interested in Coast Guard history, so uh, he's like, I was on the Campbell in '05 and '07. Through 05 through 07, said he loved it. Um, so did and he's like, did you know the older World War II Coast Guard Cutter Campbell that was 327 feet long? Do you know why it was famous? Like what it what it was known for? Nope. So the 327 foot cutter Coast Guard Cutter Campbell is it good? Is it something good like stripper poles in there? No, they no, like dancers no, and shit. No, shut no. the fuck up. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it was known for sinking a Nazi U-boat. Right? Really? Yeah, but it didn't shoot it. It fucking rammed it. <laughs> what? Yeah. And so it gets even weirder. So it rams this Nazi U-boat, and then the Nazi U-boat flips the fuck upside down, right? Okay. So it's floating with its keel towards the sky. The hull number of this U-boat was Uniform 606, which upside down is the same hull number as the current Coast Guard Cutter Campbell 909. That is weird. I wonder that had 
some enlisted motherfucker had to have some say in that. Like, <laughs> no, the, way. no, there's no way an officer would have would have done that. What rammed it? No, yes, that and but the whole number thing. There's I don't no know. Way that's just a coincidence. I didn't have time to look up what the original hull number of the, like the the Campbell that rammed it, but like he's like, yeah, the hull number now is nine oh nine, nine oh nine upside down, six oh six. Campbell destroyed the Nazi U boat. Um, and then he was like, actually, he's like, also, he's like, you talked about the point. Welcome a bit, uh, the eighty two and the eighty two foot boat in Vietnam. So he said there was a BMC who was on the helm when it was shot up. You know, we talked about it, and that BMC's son in law was this guy's supervisor, SFO Southwest Harbor, Maine, as an LT. Wow. I was like, no shit. Yeah, I was like, no shit. He goes, yeah, unfortunately, the guy was a fucking midget douche pickle. Quote. (laughs) (laughs) That was his actual quote? Yeah. He said, uh, his son-in-law was my supervisor at SFO Southwest Harbor, Maine, as an LT. I said, no shit. He goes, yeah, unfortunately, that guy was a midget douche pickle. And he said, I figured a Mustang would be a badass, but he was a weirdo. Yeah. So, but that that was cool. Like I, like I wanted that to be a question, but that's so fucking hard. Like, which, you know, current Coast Guard cutter sank a U boat and how? Like, I don't fucking know. Shot it. I don't know. Depth charges. You know, who would have known that? Nobody would have known it. Plus, it's not a current boat. Like, well, Campbell's a current ship. The the name is a current ship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So the next, I have. I had an actual officer message me that listens, right? Okay. Uh, OCS, I believe. I believe I don't, I'm like 99.9% sure he was an academy. Um, he's like, I just listened. He's like, yo, let's just listen to episode 39 about the third that got an achievement when warranted a life-saving medal. I'm going to read it. He's like, my last unit had a similar situation where he saved like two people from a horrible crash. Then he paid out of his own pocket for the entire family to stay at a hotel while the parents were covering uh, – Paid for the entire family to stay at a local hotel while the parents were recovering at a local hospital from a near death. Even brought the kids uh, meals and toys. He ended up getting a calm, but in all caps, he said every person in the chain, like routing the the award up, said it deserved a silver life saving. He said shit gets me fired up in the worst way, and I said, well, be the change you be the change you want to see, sir. Make them tell you no. So, uh, you know, I took a look. Like they. They agreed that it should be a life-saving medal, or they yeah. didn't route it up as no, that? No. Uh, every person in the chain of command, except for the end person, said they wanted to route – they routed it as a silver life-saving medal. Oh, and yeah. Fight it, for that they, shit, dog. He, he people up, will appreciate you more. Yeah. Well, that's what I told him. I was like, be the change you want to see. And then I told him, you know, your favorite saying is, you know, make them tell you no. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, hopefully he – you know, he's going to listen. You know, I, I don't know what rank he is. Right? He's a J.O., but – uh, you know, if that shit fires you up, remember, like I used to tell the bridge brothers, like, remember, like, the captain would say something, and I, I'd turn to the bridge brothers, like, write this the fuck down, because when you're gonna be a CO someday, yep, this situation's gonna come up, you'd be like, let me check my book of don't be a dickhead things, and like, oh, yep, it says right here, don't wipe your wet hands that have paint on them on the female JO's fucking pant leg, that's bad, yeah, yeah, that's bad, you know, um, that could have went sideways real quick. I tried. I used up every character the DOMA survey. Nothing happened. <laughs> that DOMA survey. I would like to read all of our ship's comments on that because everybody I talked to lit that fucking thing up. Yeah, and then when we did our debriefs, what did he want to talk about? Not that. Sexual, he har- to- sexual harassment. All he told us was like, 
got the results of the Diome survey. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you, I heard you. That's all he said. And then he moved right along to something fucking else. Yeah. Um, next, um, I had a guy message me that he has an idea for my new, for a new mascot and a new name for me. Um, <clears throat> really? Is it good? Like, do you want to reveal it or no? Yeah, I kind of, I, I want to see everybody's thoughts. Like, because right, it's it's kind of silly, but it's kind of like, oh yeah, I get it. So, um, he he thinks my title should be changed to Eminem for Mister Miami, right? And and then is we your mascot make... gonna be the the old school the, the well, green Eminem? No, no. <laughs> he's like uh, he's like Eminem design. Um, like you could make a blue Eminem and have his like arms crossed with like some sunglasses and like tattoos and you know. Have a blue M and M because you know Coast Guard blue, and then like have like a beard or a mustache on it, and like yeah, tattoos and shit on the arm. That could be my like logo, the Mister Miami logo, a blue M and M. That would be funny. I imagine there'd be some sort of copyright shit on that, though. I mean, we'd make it more of like an egg shape than an M and M. I don't know. <laughs> Just make you fucking <laughs> Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a- that was actually from the guy that sent us um some patches or stickers, patches, patches. Who's sending us patches? What? Is, what? Are we getting some patches? You didn't tell me about that. You're the one that told me we're getting patches. Really? Yeah. Remember, you're you were stationed with her and her boyfriend's gonna hook us up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Now you're on target and tracking. Yes. Now I know. So, um, I I've actually gotten like three fake people following me, like. Cause I was just hitting, like they follow me and I immediately follow back. Yeah. Oh, I've gotten like weird shit. Weird <laughs> was, yeah. Like one guy was like, he's like, you want to make, what would you do if I gave you 10 grand? I was like, you're not, you're not affiliated with the coast guard anyway. If I, if they follow me, I look at their profile and it says followed by Oak and iron or followed by you. Then I follow them back. Um, but I follow this one guy and I just like, ha- I clicked on his, clicked on the profile to like, see if they were like, you were following them or if they were like coast guard or whatever, just cause I don't want to deal with fucking weirdos. I don't have that kind of time. And uh, I was looking at it, like one of his first couple pictures was him in Bravos, um, and he had a like a six star badge on his Bravos, like a what? like a like a sheriff's badge. Really? Hmm. So obviously, I messaged him. Um, I was like, "Hey, man, uh, need to ask like, what's the deal with you wearing a badge in Bravos?" He's like, "Badge." I was like, "Yeah, the badge, like this picture right here." Uh, he's like, so that was his. He wore that for his graduation from his federal police academy back in the day. He was Coast Guard PD in Kodiak. Okay, and I was like, oh, I'd, I'd never seen someone wear a badge on their Bravos before. Like, I didn't know yeah, if it was either. like, like if you go and you shoot like competitively, or you shoot like, you know, uh, the President's One Hundred, whatever, or you do certain matches a year, you get to wear an additional, different, like Marine yeah, Corps looking like a- style. It's like a tab that's on the no no the the, the tab is for principles hundred. I'm saying it's like it's like you have like your ribbons on your left chest. You have the it's black with two stripes for pistol, black with you know four stripes for rifle. If you that's for like shooting the Coast Guard co- standard courses of fire. If you do so many matches a year and qualify at a certain amount of times, I believe I don't remember exactly what it is, and you qualify in one of those, you get to wear like it looks like you know the Marine Corps one where it's like got two cross rifles. It's got yep. like leaves around yep. it, and then there's like hang downs below that. You can wear those as well, bro. Ours, our ribbons aren't black. Our ribbons are 100 percent black. No, guaranteed. Disagree. 100 percent black. 
No. What do you want to bet? I don't know, but I'm willing to 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 die on that hill. They're not black. Our pistol and rifle ribbons are black. Nope. Bro, you are They're so not. you're nope. so out of your element right now. Not not black. I'm about to Google it. Right Fine, now. fucking Google it. It's a black black rectangle. There's white lines on the outside, a quarter inch yeah. from the oh, I, on one. I know where the white stripes are. Mm-hmm. Let's. I'm just gonna sit here and wait because I got you on this one. Let's guard pistol ribbon. Uh, look, let me find a reputable fucking site because I because the first one was black. No, I, I I need to find a reputable fucking site. Trying to like see if it tells me in there. Just I think it's I think it's navy blue. It, no, it's not. I'm looking at a picture right now. The Navy's is navy blue with green stripes. The Coast Guard looks like it's navy blue. The Navy's the Navy's is navy blue with a green stripe. Yeah, ours is the same except the stripes are different colors. No, ours are black. Wrong. Ours are black. Wrong. No, black. I I wish I could show you my screen right now <laughs> because like I will sh- I have a side by side shot of the colors. Can you see me? Uh, yeah, I can see you. Ours is definitely not black. It's like a super dark navy blue. Because black that, on a ribbon that is white. That is black. It's hard. The to expert tell metal your, is black. Your phone. You're you're definitely wrong. That is black, bro. When I, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to get my fucking ribbons off of my chops right fucking now. In my angerness, if that's a fucking word, which is not. I ripped a ribbon off my ribbon rack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are 100% navy blue. Dude. I'm, you can't see me. I know you can't. But I'm comparing it to the colors of the rest of the ribbons. 100% navy blue. Dude, Medals of America looks, it's black. It looks black online, but it's not. It's a super dark navy blue. Like, in, I have it in my hand in real fucking life. I'm looking at it right now. Whatever. Agree to disagree. I'm gonna look at the fucking manual, the the ribbons manual. I'm gonna find it in somewhere where it lists a color. Anyway, let's get back on fucking track. Um, fucking forgot what I said. So he's got these Bravos on. He's got like a six point star, and I wanted to know like what the deal was. Um, so it's from his old time when he was at. <clears throat> up in Kodiak. He's like, there's kind of a gray area for security forces and Coast Guard PD currently. Like he said, there's a new policy coming out, but like, um, I kind of like, I asked another friend that was in the PD. So like, while you're like serving as a, like, like when I was in Baltimore, they had their own PD. And when, when you arrived to the PD, then they sent you to like the actual, like not the one in, South Carolina, you go to like Quantico or maybe Georgia, I forget which one it is. And you go to like the actual like course, like federal credentialing. And like you get issued a badge with a badge number. Well, at least they did in, in Baltimore. And you get like a badge number. And then when you PCS, that badge number was retired and your ID got a badge on it. And like you were credentialed as a law enforcement officer. So like on your Bravos, you could wear a badge. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of that before. So it's not, it doesn't say in policy, you cannot do it, 
but it also doesn't say you can Can't do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. So like, okay, you issued me a badge. It's got a pin on the back. And then like, I think it's like one of those things like, like in the army, the army says you will wear your beret this way in this manner. But like the Rangers and like the, the beret green berets and like the, the guys that think that you're, um, that think, would you, Hey, we talked about this. Like, you know, just kind of like, like what I would wear, you know, coveralls for pursuit. Like everyone got the standard short sleeve dickheaded coveralls. I, with my own money, bought flight suit coveralls. And then I sewed the ship's patch on one shoulder, American flag on the other. And, and, uh, you know, I wore flight suit coveralls. Like, so like, it didn't really say I couldn't do that, but like, that wasn't the standard fucking uniform. And everyone was just kind of like, whatever. I don't fucking care enough, you know? Uh, So I Googled Coast Guard pistol ribbon color. And according to militaryranks.org, the Coast Guard pistol marksmanship ribbon is primarily dark blue in color with two white stripes. That's like your opinion. That's, I'm telling dude, it I have never, not one time in 15, 16 years of being in been like, that's blue. That's it it's, just it's hundred percent navy blue. Dark blue. I don't care what you what it says, I'm telling you what it fucking looks like. They're black. Wrong. I've never not once thought they weren't anything. I wish I had the Donald Trump wrong thing right now. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> um so um next. Uh, I talked to Q and I talked to the other bridge brother like in the past like 24 hours. Um, did Q text you the other day? He did. About going on a trip together? Yeah. yeah well, okay. <laughs> let me pull up the text message. Cause I don't He's, wanna... He sent it through me to me through snap. So I don't, I don't, I don't have it, but I don't know if we're supposed to re- like spill the beans yet. So like, don't, don't say I, anything I, about it. I, I won't, but. Uh, but Mr. Sir, that is not Q, is... Well, he told me, goes, um, he said, did Mr. Miami talk about me on the pod? And I go, yeah, why? He goes, which part? Which part of the podcast? And I go, at the beginning, talking about your first, uh, your first bunch as the head motherfucker in charge. <laughs> and he goes, damn, that's the nicest shit he's ever said about me. <laughs> <laughs> and Hold I on. said... Hold on. Go ahead. He, uh, I said, well, we both really did enjoy all the bridge sibs. I go, y'all were the best JOs I've personally seen in a long ass time. I go, since I was fucking a non rate. And, uh, he goes, oh, you guys are trying to make me cry. (laughs) And then he goes, (laughs) He goes, I can't wait to me and the other bridge brother uh, get back on the podcast together. And I go, it's going to be fucking epic. Yeah. And then he talked about the boys trip that he wants to do. Yeah. So uh, the other bridge brother is RTB to his new unit. He's uh, on his way there. So and Q is almost done with what he's doing right now. So they're going to be in the same place in like, I think, like less than a month. Yeah. So. We got to get the deets. We got to get them on first of all. Get back together, and you know, hear it'll about be the drug cool to, to hear about like their experiences, like one as like the XO of a ship. Yep, and then the other like as doing his thing at where he's at. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, it'll be cool. And I told him, he's like, do you want to go on this trip? I was like, oh yeah, but you're going to have to call a fear and you're going to have to ask her yourself because coming out of my mouth, there's no way to ask that correctly. Yeah. Me, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. I was like, how am I going to pull this, pull this? Well, he said like within like the next like two years. So that's plenty of time to like plan yeah. it and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, how am I going to sell it? Yeah. How am I going to do that? How am I going to yep. pull that off? It's treated just like a port call. Like I've been to plenty of port calls and didn't get in trouble. So anyway, bro, if we reunite uh, us four together, it's going to be a wild fucking time. Yeah, it's going to be wild. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited because uh, I've been practicing drinking now that I'm not on the ship. You know, I've, I've been practicing better. drinking. I got way better at it. I don't think you need any practice. You think like Babe Ruth just like stopped trying or like, I don't know any other baseball players. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only <laughs> baseball player you know. Last time I tried to bring up a baseball player, I got laughed at. Yeah. Um. All right. Ready to start the uh, the things that you don't know. Yeah. Okay. First, so like I said, we're doing for the most part, it's superstition, but it's like nautical superstitions, right? Yeah, it's strictly nautical superstition. So, my stepmother was the most superstitious human I've ever met in my entire life. But she won all the time whenever she did stuff. Like, do you know what rippies are at a bar? No. Okay, it's up north. (laughs) It's a northern thing. Like, you go to certain bars, like the Eagles Club or the Elks Lodge or whatever, and in the corner of the the back of the bar, there's this, like, it looks like an old popcorn machine. It's full of these little, like, business business card-sized things, and you pay, like, a dollar for them. And then you just rip the five tabs, and then it's just like, you won five bucks, congrats. And it's anywhere from like a dollar up to like a free ticket, all the way up to like 200 bucks. And okay. like, she would always win those. Um, she would go and play the penny slots at casinos and win like three, four grand. Anytime we went anywhere, like if and she had a rap, she always fucking won all the time. And she would do stuff like if, like, if you go over the railroad tracks, you have to lift your feet when you go over the railroad track. Um, and like on New Year's Eve at midnight, she would go around and put a fresh quarter every windowsill that way you would have money all year and like so like when they first my my dad and my stepmom first started dating i went to her house and i was like taking a piss i was like fuck yeah free quarter and like <laughs> she was like did you take my fucking quarter i was like i didn't know that was like special and like you know you can't leave your shoes on the table that's bad luck and you got like she would if whatever door she entered in the home or house she had to leave the same door or she would leave her luck behind and like did all this fucking weird shit so like you know I've been around a lot of superstitious people, but this is just ship and ocean themed superstitious stuff. Most of it is like traditional stuff. Some of it's like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, so I'm just going to start going at it. So do you know why flowers on a ship are bad luck? Flowers? Flowers. No. So flowers were usually only for funerals. So flowers were not allowed on ships. Okay. So and like yep. back back in the day, like they didn't let like we have chaplains that come on now. Back in the day, you weren't allowed on there because the only time you went to saw the pre- preacher was when you were confessing your sins or somebody died. And sailors don't like doing either of those. Okay. Um, next, well, the reason we you know brought this up, you've heard red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky in the morning, sailor take warning. So, like, some of these, like I said, were like just like, 
you know, put a bag of gravy in your pocket. It'll even you out. It was just something sailors did, you know. Um, but this one actually is like based in science. So like you see red sky right before you go to sleep or right before the sun goes down. Uh, that usually means there's high pressure in the area and there's stable air in the area. So like it's not going to like a storm's not coming, you know, um, like and vice versa. You know, red sky in the morning means there was a low pressure system and unstable air, which means a storm was coming. Okay, so, that checks out. So science, man, that's science. Yeah. Science, bitch. Science, I feel like I bitch. Need to, I feel like I need to put that edit in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, science. Uh, next. So why is whistling on a ship, especially the bridge, bad? Don't, don't know. I've just always been. You told don't know that? You don't do it. So whistling on the bridge especially is bad because uh, you'll whistle up a storm. Is the old saying. Like, if you whistle, you'll whistle up a storm. And if you have a giant set of testicles, or you've been tricked. So, when I was on the Dauntless as a third class, the uh, BMC convinced me that the other BMC, who was now a senior chief waiting the PCS, loved the song of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Do you know the Edmund Fitzgerald? Nope. Bro, do you know anything? The Edmund Fitzgerald was a song by Gordon Lightfoot about a tanker. Maybe if I heard it. Maybe if I heard it, but I it's it's a it's a very very famous song about by Gordon Lightfoot, um, about a tanker that sank in the Great Lakes from a storm that came out of nowhere. And this other BMC convinced me that if I whistled, the it's a very like, not devilish, but like it's a very melodic. Like it's un it's a discerning song, it's a discerning tone to hear. And uh he's like whistle it on the bridge. Senior Chief will love it. And I like waited like so we like watched this four hours long. We're like halfway through. It's like one of those times where it's like super quiet, everyone's really tired, just waiting for watch to be over. And I just start whistling the Edmund Fitz sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. And the look on Senior Chief's face when he turned around looked like I was like you know, slaughtering a baby with a spoon or something. Like I was just back there, just like, it was the worst thing I could have ever done. He's like, you shut your fucking mouth right now. Don't ever, ever whistle on my bridge. And God forbid you say that song. I was like, I didn't shit, man. My bad. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's like super, super bad luck. Yeah. So go listen to Gordon Lightfoot's Edmund Fitzgerald. It's, it's a long winded song, but it's, it's a good song. I like it. Um, do you know who is allowed to whistle on a storm or whistle on a ship? Nope. There's only one person. Who do you think it is? The CO. No, fuck the CO. No clue then. The cook is allowed to whistle. The the when the cook would whistle, that meant number one, he was in a good mood. Number two, he wasn't eating all of the food. Because you apparently you can't whistle on a full belly or something. I guess. So also so I learned of this next one because we're talking about cooks. Do you know what the saying shooting Charlie Noble is? No, never heard that. What do you think it's about? It has to do with cooks. What do you take a guess? Shooting Charlie Noble? Yeah. I have no idea. I don't even know where to start. Do you know what a Charlie Noble is? No. <laughs> <laughs> so a Charlie Noble is a chimney or a smoke exhaust. So back in the day when they had 
you know, less clean burning things like wood and oil and whale's oil and shit that they cooked on. It would go up through the exhaust of the kitchen and they called it a Charlie Noble. And every once in a while, soot would build up in there. And they didn't have these fancy logs you could just burn that brings all the current. What is it? Creosote. There it is. Creosote. Took me a second. Sorry. Uh, the creosote would all build up. You know, we don't have creosote log. They didn't have creosote logs back in the day. So the cook would take a pistol, stick it up in the fucking chimney, and shoot a bullet. And the giant concussion would make all the soot that could catch on fire and burn the ship down. And it would all fall out. And that's how they cleaned it. It was called Shooting Charlie Noble. That's I never heard of that. Uh, yeah, I my chief told me that one. I did not know that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, pretty cool though, right? Yeah. Um, all right. What foot do you step onto the ship with? Your right foot. Why? Don't know. So you're correct. It is it is your right foot. That's where the saying put your best foot forward. If you put your left ship left foot on, it was bad luck and it meant that you were gonna have a bad journey. So you always step on the ship with your right foot. Um so the next one, um, I actually got to experience firsthand. Do you remember the guy I told you that was teleporting on the bridge? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this kid got in trouble because he punched um, a seabird. I think it was a pelican. No. He yeah. did. Yeah. He just so, punched it. Yeah. Um, so this bird had been so seabirds live almost their entire lives at sea, with the few times they go to lay eggs. So like, I, it may not have been a pelican then, because it was a seabird for sure. And this okay. bird was on our ship, like we were out in patrol, and it was on our ship for like four days like you'd be like you'd go up for like helmet lookout and they'd be like is that fucking bird still there like yep still there and like he was hitching a ride and like everyone's like you know all the bms like don't touch the fucking bird and was like okay and this one kid fucking was like he came down he's like got rid of that bird punched him right in the nose you know jesus christ and that same senior chief that i whistled at was fucking livid and he made him recite a passage i'm not gonna i was gonna I looked it up. I was going to read it because it was really cool, the, the, like the section he read. Um, but there's actually a poem um, called The Rhyme, and that's spelled R-I-M-E. Don't know why. Don't ask. Um, it's called The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. And it's pretty much this story about how there's this fucking guy up on lookout, and an albatross lands on him. You know, And um, albatross is like the biggest seagoing bird there is. It's got a huge fucking wingspan. And this guy fucking... You know, he put it in this like super elegant poem words, but he like eventually he shoots this fucking bird and kills it. Okay. And and then the nice sends like then as soon as he kills this bird, like all the winds stop and there's you know, there's no like mist and like so they used to like the mist would hit the sails and then the water would drop down and they'd collect it. So like there was no mist, which means there was no drinking water. And they were like pretty much in the doldrums and then there was a storm and it pretty much is just like living with his actions and all the consequences of his actions and um, like th- it started because like um, it's old old lore is that s- seabirds, especially albatrosses, carry the dead the souls of dead sailors like with them. So like if you oh, did okay. that, you were a fucking dickhead. So like it's about you know the you can go read it. I'm not reading the whole fucking thing. I was I thought it was just this little blurb, blurb that he made him recite about shooting this bird off and teaching him a lesson about like you know. That's what the poem is. It's about learning a fucking lesson about, you know, learning from your actions and the choices you make. And I was like, I was going to read it, but it's, there's fucking like six fucking parts to it. And it's hard to read. It's not like, you know, 
John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. There's a bunch of fucking weird words that are on in there, you know? It's hard yeah. to fucking follow. I can hear you clicking. What are you doing? Am I not entertaining enough for you? I'm doing stuff. We're doing things right now. I know. Pre- prepare for, earlier. Prepare earlier. Show. Dude, prepare I, earlier. I sent you this shit yesterday. I can't. Why? I'm, I got got too many. The way my, see the way my bank accounts are set up? Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, what was that? That was my beer. I was getting a beer. <laughs> um, next. So, anyway, before I move on, go look up the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Um, I was talking to R.C. Cola about it, and you know, I sent him the link. He was reading it because I, I thought he would knew off the top of his head. He's like, ah, the book I have is packed away because he's getting ready to PCS. He's getting ready to take over command of a unit. I, as yeah, OIC. I, I heard that. Um, Bro, this he, thing is long. Yeah. I'm looking. It's it's in different parts. I told you it's like six parts or something like that. Five or six parts. And I'm not reading all that because it. I tried to look for a summarized version, and the sum it was either like you have to read the whole thing. It was like, dude shot a bird. Then shit sucked. It was bad. And like those are the two versions you can find online. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, next, um, women on board, big no no. According to naval superstition, not Mister. Yeah, Hatton. I mean, I mean, like back in the day, like women weren't allowed, like in the in the military, a long time ago. So, so the reason they didn't want women on board was because they were a distraction. Number one, um, and number two, if you were distracted, you couldn't do your work properly, and then that if you didn't, if a lazy sailor, it said the lazy sailor angers the sea. So by having a woman on board. You get distracted, you don't do your work, then there's a storm, and then you all die. Okay. Um, and it angered this angered the seas. Also, like that's where like you know where the term son of a gun came from? No. So when women were allowed on, um, usually the only extra space for them was between the cannons, and then they would usually pay their way wherever they were going with the only thing they really had at their availab- availability, which was their body, and then Obviously, we know they didn't just hand out prophylactics back in the day, so they eventually got pregnant. So then a child was born in between two cannons, therefore a son of a gun. That's cool. I'm, like, really smart. Sometimes. 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 Um, next, bananas. Everybody knows this one. Bananas are bad luck. Do you know why? I, I honestly don't know why, but I know that they're bad luck on ships. So depending on who you ask, there's a couple different reasons. Um, the two that I found that were most like that made like sense to me uh, was first of all because of spiders. You know, spiders. Spiders. Okay. So spiders, um, like the ones that are poisonous, usually live in a warmer climate where bananas grow. And if you brought bananas on board, the spiders would crawl up into the clusters. You know, bananas actually grow upside down. First of all. Upside down? What do you yeah, mean? Like the way that like you think a banana would grow, it's not. It grows upside down, like the points face up, like this. Did you not know that? I'm, I'm like picturing a banana tree, like in my mind. Bananas they, grow pointy end up. Which end are you considering the pointy end? You know, the, like the stem that you like pull on to like pull yeah, up, yeah. Up, that's actually the bottom that connects, and then it like goes up. Oh yeah, yeah, I knew that. 
Yeah, so bottom bananas grow upside down. Like you would think because there's weight to them, they would grow like they would hang down like a wiener, but they actually point up. They wouldn't hang down. Not all wieners hang down. You should know this. Okay. <laughs> um so when there were bananas on board, the spiders would crawl in or when there were spiders you got me all fucked up. There would be spiders. <laughs> what a wiener bananas. joke messed you up. <laughs> no. I was going to say something back, but then I, I had my own personal conversation in my head. I was like, no, thank you. Um, so banana, bananas. God damn it. The spiders would hang out on the bananas, and then you get bit by them. And then, you know, medical like training back then was like, yeah, you got ghosts in your bones. You should do cocaine about it or have a leech. You know, like that was yeah. so like as little problems as possible. Uh, Let's do other, a bloodletting. Yeah. Uh, the other one was... Um, like, you know how rumors start? You know, like, somebody's like, yeah, I heard that. And then all of a sudden, it's a fucking, someone yep. seconds it, and it's a rumor. I guess I forget when the time frame was. I didn't write it down. I'm not a historian. Um, It was, like, getting around at, like, the peak of, like, you know, nautical, like, mass ship kind of era, like, whaling era, and, like, merchant ships. Like, we finally started using ships for, like, moving goods and shit that... Only ships that disappeared were ships that were hauling bananas. So, like, you know, and then I kind of, there was, like, click here for this, like, and I clicked on it. It was, like, of, like, it was, like, I think it was out of, like, Mass or, like, maybe it was New York Harbor. It was, like, between these 20 years of the ships that disappeared, like, 67% of them all had bananas on board. And then, like, you get some drunk guy who can barely, he's like, I fucking knew it! Bananas are bad. And then, like, it just... And then some other dick is like, I heard that, and then it just perpetuates, and then... That is an awfully high percentage, though, of ships. It's it's the spiders. Spiders. It's gotta be the spiders. I don't know. I don't know. But, I don't know. Take a knee, Romo. Dude's still going, bro. Like... I don't know how. I don't know. Alright, next. What days are you allowed to get underway on? Underway means like, underway means you're leaving the pier and going on a trip. You're going on what an adventure. What days? What days are you allowed to go underway? Like leave and get underway for a voyage. Take a knee, Romo. I don't know. I feel like they just told us whenever. No, there's ba- we're talking about bad luck and good luck. <laughs> I don't know. Hold Probably on. Probably a, a week. Day, think think about it. Day. I gotta let Fatso out real quick. Hold on. All right, I didn't hear what you said, but I'm assuming it was wrong. What'd you say? I said, I said probably a weekday. Some weekdays, yeah. So, <clears throat> what's your kid yelling about? I don't know. She's playing with a neighbor. All right, so, first of all, you should not get underway on a Friday. It's bad fucking luck. Does it say why? Yes. I, I wouldn't write these down if I didn't have answers for them. Okay. Those I don't know, I just make up. No one's going to check me. And then if they do, I can just block them on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Fridays are unlucky because Christ was crucified on a Friday. Okay. So that's why that's unlucky. Next, you shouldn't get underway on Thursdays. Why Thursdays? That is Thor's day, the god of war, uh, god of thunder and lightning. Okay. 
So you shouldn't get underway on Thursday. Next, you should not get underway on the first Monday in April. Now you say why? April Fools? No. The first what? Monday in April. Oh, first April Monday. 1st. Oh, I just said April 1st. All right, what is it? Um, That is a day that Cain slew Abel in the Bible. Are these all biblical related except for the Thor thing? The next, yes, I have one more and it's biblical. Okay. I'm just telling you what the fucking internet said, dog. I'm not a doctor of history. Okay? Yeah. Uh, and the last one is the second Monday in August because that is when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Okay. So, like, those were unlucky days. Like, yeah, God blew up a town, all these dudes and chicks butt fucking each other doing worshiping idols. We shouldn't get underway and go fishing because bad luck. Like, I don't know. That's old people believed in weird shit, you know. Um, next, a boat's name. So it depends on who you ask. Uh, I've had a couple different people tell me things like, obviously, Forrest Gump's a good good example. You got to have a boat with a name. Um, I'm pausing for you to laugh. You didn't laugh. Okay, I'll keep moving. Um, <laughs> so you. Until I read this, like, next sentence, I didn't really, like, think about it. Like, you know, um, when you give a ship a name, it gets a life of its own. And it's, like, it has an aura about it. Like, when we were – so my first ship, the Dauntless, it was known as, like, they got the drug bust. And it was a fucking party ship. Like, everyone knew the Dauntless fucked, like, for sure. And, you know, we barely had any fires or anything. So, like, it, like, had, like, its own little thing. Um, my 110, there was two of us there. There, the Staten Island was known for breaking down. The Block Island was known for doing all the fucking business. Like we were always gone. We were known for being gone. And like, you know, the ship kind of like, we knew what it could do, what it couldn't. Like one time, all of that steering filled up with water. And MKC was just like, the hydraulic ramps still work. Just close the fucking hatch and we'll just go home. And like, Captain's like, yeah, dog, she can handle it. And she did. And, um, you know, I, I, the biggest waves I've ever been in were on the Block Island. Um, Leo Lookout Bite and Cape Hatteras, and those were some sketchy waves. And Kem's like, she can do it, and she fucking did it. Hold on, I gotta let fucking fatso oh. back in. And then, like, where we were last on the ship, you know, there was three three, three of those types of ships there. And um, they each had their own, like, like, one of them was known for, like, you know, if CJ showed up, I was like, hey, I'm supposed to come to this this one type of ship where people were fucking each other. He'd be like, oh, you want that one down there? And they're like, and that, like, is what it's known for. The other one was known for breaking down and being full of fuck-ups and retards, you know. Yeah. Like, our boat was known for breaking a lot. But we always manage to get drug busts, too. So, like, each ship has its own little, like, character, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's actually, it's, like, super bad luck to rename a ship, but you can do it. There's actually a, uh old, uh, old nautical text and instructions on how to rename a ship. There's, like, a whole ceremony. So, if you're going to rename a ship, what you have to do is you have to get the quartermaster... Of the watch, or like it's like, like we have quartermaster of the watch, right? I didn't mean mm-hmm. to say quartermaster watch. You have a quartermaster of the vessel, so like, 
you know, you have the captain, the executive officer, the the quartermaster is like the guy. The quartermaster would take uh, a piece of parchment or paper and write the old ship's name on it, right? And then um, usually they got a piece of coal or ash from the Charlie Noble and wrote it on a piece of paper, fold the piece of paper up, put it in a wooden box. Then the captain himself had to set that box on fire. And okay. then you, and then the captain would have to pick up some of the ashes and, th- and pick up the ashes and throw the ashes overboard. And then you could rename the ship. That's, that's a lot of crazy shit just to rename a boat. Yeah. So like, like a lot of old shit, like a lot of shit we do now is like carryovers, like, you know, like Easter and Christmas. Like, why do we have Christmas in December if Jesus Christ was allegedly born in June? Well, that's because, uh, the, the Pope and the Roman Catholics moved it to December to more coincide with the winter solstice because of the pagans they were trying to convert to their already established holiday of the winter solstice. Things like that. So, like, do you know why we, like, smash the champagne bottle on a ship to get it underway I, and christen it? I don't. So, it actually started with the Vikings. <laughs> and um, what they would do in order to get their ships, so they would build the ships on land. You can't build a ship in the fucking water because you're a Viking. They would have their slaves like, all right, Dave, Frank, lay the fuck down. And they would roll over their slaves and use their slaves' body and blood, uh, slaves' bodies to get them into the water, right? Jesus. And then it, yeah, and then they like, we should probably stop killing slaves. Then they started using blood. And then after that, they started using like um, ribbons to like lubricate it. And then so like, uh, and then eventually like it got to like, they would use wine sometimes to like help, you know, lubricate the skids to like, so the ships could roll out. So like you have this thing from way, 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 way back thousands of years. And it just through different iterations and changing. Like now you have some fucking rich CEO of some company like smash a champagne bottle in the front. And that's where christening a ship came from. Okay. Oh, but yeah, that's why you can't change a boat's name. So next, um, cats on board ships are good luck. It's a good, they, they are good luck. They're good luck. Um, so first of all, because they eat rats, rats are bad. So that's pretty much the end of that one. Cats are good, dog bad. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Next, um, a lot of people, a lot of sailors get tattoos. Um, do you have your rooster and your pig tattoo? I do not have that tattooed. I'm sure you know this one though. I'm sure a lot of people have the, know this one. Yeah. Um, so you get you, you get a pig on what tattooed on the top of one foot. You have a rooster tattooed on the other foot. Um, because historically when ships would sink, the pigs and roosters or chickens naturally flow. They're naturally buoyant. Yeah, so it's the only it, thing that survived. It was the only thing that survived. So if you have a pig and a rooster tattooed on your feet, allegedly you'd never drown is the gist. So um, what does it mean if you lose your hat overboard? That motherfucker's gone forever. <laughs> that's all, that's about yeah. all I know. Uh, all it means is you're going to have a long trip. Is all it okay. means. Um, and I think back to when we would do line handling and people would lose their hard hats overboard. And I remember, like, those patrols were fucking hard, you know? Yeah. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but still. Uh, next. This is more of a modern day one. Why do you not clean your coffee cup? You don't clean your coffee cup because it traps all your luck or your bad luck in it from that unit. So the only time you clean it is when you leave your unit, 
That way you uh, your slate's wiped clean and you can start fresh at your new unit. So let's say an angry BMC who's mad at the Chiefs mess takes all of the Chiefs cups into the scullery and cleans them all shiny new. That's yeah, they're just called, they're just fucked. That's called, <laughs> that's called a pro gamer move. I don't know who would do that, uh, but um, yes, yeah, so that's the. I saw a meme the other day. It was like it was just um, it was four different Chiefs coffee cups that were super fucking gnarly from not being watched, and it just said, "If your supervisor's cup looks like this." do not value their opinion. And I was just like, oh, that's that's so I good. Di- I disagree with that. For the most part, I agree with it. Nah. Yeah. I, I don't wash my coffee mug. You're a fucking dirtbag. <laughs> so point proven. Um, so throwing your boots overboard. Uh I, I don't know what it actually signifies, but to me it just signifies like the end of an like the end of an era. Like you're you're done with your tour on the ship, you throw them overboard on your last patrol. Yeah, so this I thought I remember this one, but I don't. It was like it's something to do with like you know, you're underway, you throw your boots overboard underway, your last day underway, and it's like you it's like a it's like wa- being able to walk back on land now. It's like your sit your ship boots are in the drink, and that's where they stay. They go down to Davy Joe's locker. Then you get a new pair of boots for working on land kind of thing. You know, yeah. it signifies, like, I'm fucking done. Like, I remember the day I threw my boots. It was a beautiful morning. Me and your brother were out back. It, it just, I could I could smell my freedom. Yeah, I, 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 I came out later, and you were like, you're late? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. Uh I actually have the video of um, the other bridge brother throwing his boots over as well on my phone because I recorded it for him. I have the video of me throwing my boots over. I have my own as well. It's just a – it's like the last thing. It's like the most informal thing, and you don't even have to do it with anybody, but it's like – No, but you look forward to it. Yes, that's like the end. That's the end. Like, fucking tell me no, motherfucker. I dare you, you know. Um, next, um, do you know about the name inside the bell of a ship? Uh, yeah, ours had a name in it, but it was like, uh, ours has three, our last ship had three names in it. Wasn't ours like someone who got married on the ship or something like that? So usually like nine times out of 10, in my experience, it's baptizing. So the ship's bell is supposed, it's actually unlucky for a ship not to have someone's name on the inside of the bell. That means like if the ship goes down and no one's names on the inside, the ship's lost forever and and you're going to get forgotten about. So, like, if I took one of my kids, so I've had people baptized on each ship that I've been on, and um, so, like, let's say I have a new kid, and I take them to the ship, and I have them baptized on the ship, they put holy water, they put ocean water in the bell, and then the priest does his ominous dominus on it. I know it's not called that. Nobody fucking at me, for sure. Um, turning it into holy water, it's a miracle. And then they baptize the baby with the the holy water from the ship's bell. And then that baby is then attached to that ship forever and always. And their name gets stamped on the inside of the bell. And then the story goes, if that ship gets decommed, the oldest living survivor gets the bell. Gets the fucking bell. Yeah. I've never seen it like, like I worked in Baltimore and I decommed all that ship. I've never had someone show up like, yeah, I'm here for the fucking bell. 
Um, it's been spoken about a couple times, and I know they've tried a couple times while I was in Baltimore, but I don't know if they still do that. Um, but, you know. So, next. You ever heard the phrase, avoid ye the black walnut? No. So, I guess black walnut is, like, the worst wood for ships there is. And, like, you weren't allowed to have anything, anything made out of black walnut. Um, like, nothing. Like, you couldn't have pencils. You couldn't have, like, a like a, like a a soap dish made out of black walnut. Why, though? I, it was just, it, it, it would rot really easily. And it didn't float really well, I think, was the thing. Like, it was, people hated black walnut so much, squirrels were in turn considered a bad omen. Like having oh, wow. black walnut was an like an, it literally says an ill omen. Like it's bad. Like I don't know. Like treat it like fucking poison ivy. Don't get that shit anywhere near me. You know. Um. Do you know why ships are all females, or why all ships are female? No. So, the woman is considered the cradle of life because they have the womb where all of us come out of, right? Okay. Um, and also the ship was your home. Like that was your refuge in the middle of the ocean. So you treated the ship as your home, your cradle of life, you know, ergo the womb. So women, you named your boat, you know, she and her. I'm not getting into a pronoun debate with anybody. I don't care. I'm just saying what the reason is. You know, if you had a, if the seas were rough, you could take refuge inside, you know, your home which was where you were from, your yeah, cradle of not, life. Not the name of the boat, but like the how you refer to the ship. Yes. Her. Okay. Like bring her about. You yeah. know, it's it's a her, you know. It's just it sounds weird if you say it was like bring him about. Like that sounds fucking weird. You're being weird. You know, but maybe that's the next thing they go after. Um, you know, <laughs> you get some fucking JO that's like Bring her about, and the Kumo's like, "That's not very 2020, 2022 of you." Yeah. How do you? Did you just assume the ship's gender? Please, no, I don't. <laughs> anyway, um, and then the last one I have <laughs> is where I think challenge coins came from. Do you have okay. a theory? Do you have a theory? No. Okay, so it's like one of those, like you know, I like all weird history, like. Like, do you know what the ball on top of a flagpole is called? Oh, fuck. I, yes, but I can't think of the name off the top of my head. It's called a truck. Okay. Do you know what's supposed to be in it? Yeah, it's like a, it's like one round of ammunition. A and bullet? I think like, yeah, and like a, a razor blade, I think, right? Yeah, and? And uh, like a, isn't a small pistol supposed to be in there? Close. So in the ball of a flagpole is supposed to be oh, a, bullet, a match, a match. A, yes, a match, a bullet, and a razor blade. And at the base of the flagpole is supposed to be a pistol. So if you're ever taken over or overrun by the enemy, you knock the flagpole over, you cut up the flag, and you burn it, you put the bullet in the gun, and then you kill yourself so the enemy cannot have you or the flag. Um, that's like, like, I mean, I know the base flag where I work doesn't have that because... I just know it doesn't. It'd be cool um, if it did, though, right? Yeah, like if I knock it over one day, like it pops out. Yeah, just climb um, that motherfucker and, and check it out. <laughs> so it was tradition and considered good luck 
that when they were putting the main mast on any flat, like um, tall ship, like one that uses sails, they would put a gold coin underneath the masts, and that would bring you good luck. Okay. And if you had to replace the mast, you had to take that co- old coin out and put a new coin in because that coin, like, wasn't wouldn't <laughs> work or something like that. Yeah, it was only one time use. One time use, and then like I like like I speculate like. You know, you're the carpenter's mate or the whatever they were called. Like, you take that and, like, you're like, I got this fucking coin. Check this shit out. Give me a fucking beer. And then, like, like I got this one for working on, you know, the USS Constitution or the fucking, you know, the, the original Harry Lane that shot the first shot of the Civil War. Or, you know, that's where challenge coins came from. I don't know. That'd be cool if that just, was true. I don't yeah. know if it's not. I just made that shit up. It sounds good. Yeah, it does. First rule is sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, but that's all I got for superstitions, though. You got anything else for superstitions? No. All right. Uh, are you tired of the same standard Cheney Brothers and Cisco and U.S. Foods fucking coffee? Um, I'm also sick and tired of hearing about Black Rifle coffee and Death Wish coffee. And everybody's got their own fucking coffee these days. And it drives me fucking nuts. Um, I don't drink a lot of coffee, but I do, you do for sure. And if I'm going to drink it, well, you know, I drink a little bit here and there. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to contribute to somebody else. Um, so go to Oak and Iron Coffee and get some fucking coffee. Uh, my mother drinks it. Everybody in my shop drinks it. Um, and you should go get some. They got cool fucking swag. They got K cups. They got whole bean. They got ground bean. Hopefully, if you order K-Cups, they don't explode like they did all over my mom, but that's okay. Um, they also donate a portion of the proceeds to uh, the Coast Guard Mutual Assistance Foundation. Yes, so, so you're, you're helping fellow Coasties as well. Yeah, uh, and put that shit business. in your marks. Yeah, dude, put that shit in your marks. Um, it's a good coffee company. They're good guys for the most part. Dan's kind of a dickhead sometimes. Fuck you, Dan. I'm not sorry. Um but they're genuinely good guys. They care about their people. They're all either prior service or have served. Um, so support one of your own and go get some yeah. fucking oak and iron coffee. Yeah, for sure. They like they like preserving like rich nautical history, especially towards the Coast Guard. It's a it's a good company. I wouldn't I drink coffee every day and it's it's become some of my favorite coffee, even though they are one of our sponsors. I wouldn't steer you guys in the wrong direction if I didn't like something. My favorite part about Oak and Iron is their swag, personally. Um, first of all, they are the one of the few people I've ever seen do a, a life-saving service sticker. It's fucking rad. Yeah, I've never um, seen it before until that came out. Until I've never – yeah, one. I've never – the only other life-saving service thing I've seen was Jimothy had a life-saving service hoodie because he was a Barnegat Light. I've also never seen a revenue cutter service anything. They also have those. Um, yeah. They also have got- like – they have them all on coffee mugs too. You can get yeah, them. and you know all these coffee mugs look. You know, you, oh, I got a Coast Guard coffee mug. My wife is bored and she wants to start an Etsy mach- Etsy, and she gets a, a decal machine. And they, it's always white halls and blah blah blah. They do not only white halls, they do black halls, and they do fucking the polar rollers too. So like if you're a, well, like a polar roller sailor, they have a red fucking tumbler that's got like it's like a red hall with like whatever the fucking color the stripes are. I don't know. I've never seen one in real life, but. You know, they represent not just like the shit that'll sell, the shit that's actually cool and historical, horse historically accurate. Yeah, they got they got some cool shit. Their coffee's great too. 
go support uh, a veteran-owned business. For shizzle. And I actually got uh, royalties for that for uh, shout them out. Did you know that? You got <laughs> you got royalties one time, and that's because somebody tagged in the comments. Make sure Mister Miami gets his royalties. But I can I, you know, if you do something and someone pays you for it, you're a professional at it. Uh, I got royalties. Doesn't matter how much or how often. Still happened, bro. Doesn't matter. Had sex. You know the rules. It was one dollar. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Had sex. I still haven't seen any royalties. So, well, you're not fucking as cool as I am. <laughs> but, are you ready to go on to our namesake of the episode? I am. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the next ship is the Patches of Hulahan. Correct. Um, yep. So no, it's if, the uh, it's the second commissioned FRC. Uh, mm-hmm. the Coast Guard Cutter Richard Etheridge. So, little backstory. Uh, although he never received any awards or recognition during his lifetime, Richard Etheridge's story is one that continues to inspire anyone who hears it today. No matter the challenge, he found the strength within himself to overcome. Through his incredible discipline and drive, Etheridge made the unimaginable leap from slave to the first African-American keeper in the United States Lifesaving Service. Lighthouse keeper. Yeah. So, so those, of you that know, know, those, of you, those of you that don't know what a light keeper is or a keeper is, we didn't always have electronic shit, obviously. So some guy had to fucking like live in the lighthouse and keep the light going. That was the – I assume that's where it came from. I just made that up. But I – it was, it was pretty good, though, wasn't it? Somebody uh, had to be there. Somebody had to be there. So, like, you could, you know, like, Ida Lewis was there for till she fucking died. The oldest living Coast Guard, active duty Coast Guard guy. I forgot what the fuck his name is. I'm going to get in trouble for not knowing it. He actually, like, lived to be, like, 103 and died there. So, like, there's always someone there. Yeah, so <clears throat> Richard Etheridge was born on January 16th, 1842, and was raised in the shallow water he was raised along the shallow waters of Roanoke Island in North Carolina as a slave. Uh, by the time he was a young man, the Union Army had freed slaves on Roanoke Island, and Etheridge decided shortly after to join the war efforts. He enlisted in the 2nd North Carolina Colored Volunteers and was appointed as one of the sergeants in Company F. Uh, so this dude was a slave. He was freed and then decided to join the war. So that's wild in itself. And they made him a sergeant? Yeah, and then he made his way up the ranks all the way to sergeant. He could probably read and write. Usually you only got, you know, bumped on the rank unless you were like a savage of battle or you could read and write. So after serving in Virginia for three years, Etheridge returned to his hometown after the Civil War ended in 1865. Post-war, he worked as a fisherman, learning to navigate the ever-changing tides and unpredictable weather conditions on the Outer Banks. So it says, 10 years later, in 1875, Etheridge returned to a life of service and became a surfman in one of the, excuse me, United States life-saving stations. Uh, Yeah. Did you spill fucking milk on me? Hold on. (laughs) Come on, man. Mr. Miami has his shirt off right now. 
looking real hefty. Take your drink. <laughs> I know you can't see me right now, but it is hilarious watching your fat self clean up fucking milk. What are you saying? So I know you can't see me right now or hear me, but it's hilarious watching you Thank shirtless, you. being fat, cleaning up milk. Was it was it whole milk, two percent skim? <laughs> it's gonna make popcorn now. You, you go ahead. Okay, now you get to look at my fat tits the rest of the episode. Oh, those man titties, great. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> my chest hair started turning gray, so I got that going for me. Anyway. Start calling you Graybush before long. That's fine, dude. Gray men are distinguished, dog. <clears throat> All right, so yeah, back to the actual history. Sorry. Yeah, ten years later, he returned uh, and became a surfman at the U.S. LSS station uh, that recently opened on the Outer Banks. He was assigned to the Bodie Island station and served with a crew made up of both black and white surfmen. On a crew of six, he held the lowest ranking position. Through his own discipline and determination, Etheridge did not hold that position for long and soon earned a reputation as an outstanding surfman. So you had this dude, right, who, born a slave, was freed, joined the war, came back home, became a fisherman, and then decided to come back into surf. That's why, that's that's the definition of a come up. I mean, that's not the definition of a come up, but that's still pretty fucking rad. I mean, dude, he's making a, I guess... Once you hear the rest of the story, you'll you'll get the come up part. But you uh, spoiled it. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, the the life saving service, right? Yeah, life saving service uh, began its own search for new leadership after a series of failed rescue attempts and corruption with stations. Etheridge inspector Etheridge's inspector Frank Newcomb was impressed by his work ethic and wrote a letter to the superintendent of the life saving service, recommended Etheridge to take over as keeper. And they have a quote in here. It says, taking him all in all, he seems to be a superior man for their position. Newcomb wrote. What so, year was this? 18. So he joined the life saving service in 1875. So, so and, and who wrote this about him? Uh, his su- the superintendent of the life saving service, uh, Frank Newcomb, which I assume, Newcomb, is Newcomb. A, which yeah. I assume is a white guy. I, I assume. I just uh, it's it's cool to have that like yeah like, no matter your your creed your race your religion yes. like dude's dude's a hard worker he needs to be promoted yeah. it's always been there you know the some people will just see good work and whether someone's good or not and even back then when like it was like not not pate what's the word when it's passe is it passe or what is it when it's not cool to say something like it's not like kosher, not kosher. That's that's also very. <laughs> I know, but it's like it's I think it's passe to like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the norm to be like, oh, yeah, check out this black guy. He's pretty rad. You know, as yeah, a white it was guy. frowned upon back then. Yeah. So like for this guy to be like, yeah, dude's pretty fucking rad, man. Check it out. And, you know, because that could, you know, back then that could hurt your career, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially back fraternizing. You know, not fraternizing, but like, I mean, if you just, you just happen to like, you, you could have a beer with a, 
person with a different race and get in trouble for it back then. So soon after his promotion to keeper at Station 17 in 1880, the four white surfmen on his crew quit. Etheridge filled those positions with other African-American surfmen, becoming the first all-black crew in life-saving station history. Did they quit because he was black? Or did they... Yes. Okay. Uh, so it says... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing because he was black. My wife. No, I'm laughing because his wife in the background. Yeah. It says, Ethers drew from his military background and pushed his crew members to train with military discipline and precision. In May of 1880, Etheridge and his crew faced another type of storm when arsonists set fire to their station. Etheridge did not let this threat get in the way of his mission to train and led a confident and capable crew. All of their hard work and training did not go unnoticed. The crew gained the reputation of one of the tautest on the Carolina coast after numerous heroic saves along the Outer Banks. Um, it says Etheridge continued to serve as keeper until his death on May 8th, 1900. His fellow surfman wrote in the station's weekly log, Keeper Richard Etheridge died at this station at 10 minutes to 7 o'clock a.m. today. Disease likely carried by the mosquitoes from the sound did what no war, rescue attempt, or human hostility could. So that's one of his... Rad. That's rad. That's a rad log entry for sure. Yeah. Uh, one. So I'm going to talk about one of his. Where? Where? What, where'd that, you? Where'd you say where he was? He was outer. It, where at Nether Banks? It says Station Seventeen. Station just Seventeen. Said, I just wanted. I, <coughs> I. I was stationed there. Well, not there, but like in North Carolina. I know it, North Carolina is fucking rough, man. North Carolina is fucking rough. The only place that I've ever heard or been in. Well, I've never been to the Bering Sea, but the Bering Sea is one of the only other places I've heard is worse. You know, it's yeah. like Bering Sea, the Great Northern Atlantic, which is North Carolina, and then like the like far North Atlantic is pretty shitty too. Um, and like it just seems like the dude was an all around badass for sure. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about one of it, the the life saving thing that he, him and his crew did that kind of put him on the map, right? So. On October 11th, 1896, Etheridge's rigorous training drills proved to be invaluable. The three-masted schooner, the E.S. Newman, was caught in a terrifying storm en route from Stoningham, Connecticut, to Norfolk, Virginia. The vessel was blown 100 miles south off course and came ashore on the beach two miles south of Pea Island. Oh, of the Pea Island. Oh, yeah. I just, I just, I yeah. literally just Googled it. Pea Island. <laughs> uh, the storm was so severe that Etheridge had suspended normal beach patrols that day, but the alert of, but the alert eyes of surfman Theodore Meekins saw the first distress flare, and he immediately notified Etheridge. Etheridge gathered his crew and launched the surfboat, battling the strong tide and sweeping currents. The dedicated lifesavers struggled to make their way to a point opposite the schooner, only to find there was no dry land. The daring, quick-witted Etheridge tied two of his strongest surfmen together and connected them to shore by a long line. So this motherfucker was like, we're going after these people. And he's like, we can't get a boat out there. We're, so we're just going to tie two humans together and tie them off to land and figure it out. Could you imagine if we did that today? Uh, I mean, we used to do a lot of weird shit from land. Uh, you ever heard of a Lyle gun? No. So a Lyle gun is like this fucking it's a cannon. It's like 
like as big around as a basketball, but it's really stubby. It's not really like very long. Um, and it was usually accompanied by a projectile, like a hefty sized piece of salami. Maybe I don't know how you, it's like 12 inches long, like three inches thick, like in like, like a hefty sized piece of salami. Like it's a tube, like, like a horse dick. Like it's a, like three (laughs) beer cans put together end to end. And, uh, you could tie a string to it. And then it was accompanied by, um, like a, a 12 by 36 piece of board that had spikes in it, like two inches apart. And they would feed line through there. And then to reach distressed boaters offshore, they would shoot this fucking projectile attached to a line from the beach to the fucking sailors. And the only reason I know about that is because there's one at air station Atlantic city. And I used to have to polish it every Thursday. And I never knew what it was until I had someone explain it to me. So we used to literally shoot cannons at people when we couldn't get boats out there. Okay. So uh, look really uh, smart to, as I burp with no shirt on. Back to the story. Yeah, sorry, uh, my bad. So the two uh surfmen who were tied together fought their way through the roaring breakers and finally reached a schooner. The seemingly inexhaustible P Island crew members journeyed through the perilous waters ten times and rescued the entire crew of the ES Newman. For this rescue, the crew, including Etheridge, were recently awarded the gold life saving medal by the Coast Guard. Sorry. The award so the award narrative yeah, well, it, yeah, he was awarded after he died. I don't think it wasn't awarded until 1996. Yeah, so he's probably way dead. Oh yeah, for sure. Not getting uh, those service wide points. No. So the award narrative stated: the three masted schooner E.S. Newman, sailing from Providence, Rhode Island to Norfolk, Virginia, ran into a hurricane, pushed before the storm. The ship lost all sails and drifted almost 100 miles before it ran aground, about two miles south of of the P Island life-saving station in North Carolina on 11 October, 1896. The station keeper, Richard Etheridge had discontinued the routine patrols due to high water that had inundated the Island. Surfman Theodore Meekins, however, saw what he thought was a distress signal and lit a Costin flare. Have you ever heard of a Costin flare? I have not. Me either. It's like C O S T O N. That's how you spell it. C O S T O Costin. Um, he then called to Etheridge to look for a return signal. Both strained to look through the storm. Moments later, they saw a faint signal of a vessel in distress. Etherin, or fuck, Etheridge, sorry, a veteran of nearly 20 years, readied his crew. They hitched mules to the beach car and hurried toward the vessel. Arriving on the scene, they found Captain S.A. Gardner. I might have said that wrong, but it looks like Gardner. Uh, and eight others clinging to the wreckage, unable to fire a line because the high waters prevented the Lyle guns deployment. Oh, look, Lyle guns. Oh, did, did you just say it? <laughs> yeah, uh, the high water prevented the Lyle guns deployment. Uh, a co- uh, so a Costin flare was made by Martha Jane Costin. She was an American inventor and businesswoman who invented the Costin flare, a device for signaling at sea, the owner of the Costin Manufacturing Company. Well, get the fuck out of here. That's pretty neat. A lady... Said, uh, Invented a flare that we used in service. Yeah, that's cool. So Etheridge directed the two surfmen to bind themselves together with line, grasping another line. The pair moved into the breakers while the remaining surfmen secured the shore end. The two surfmen reached the wreck and using a heaving stick, got a line on board. Once the line was tied around one of the crewmen, all three were then pulled back through the surf by the beach or by the crew to the beach. The remaining eight persons were carried to shore in a similar fashion. 
after each trip, two different surfmen replaced those who had just returned, which is super fucking smart because I bet those dudes were wore out. Dude, so, like, currently, like, standard Coast Guard policy and, like, best practices right now is someone's in the water. The last thing you want to do is also jump into the fucking water. Yes. Then you have two people in the water. So, like, I wonder what their guard score was. Probably medium, medium. Probably medium, medium. <laughs> uh, so it said, for their efforts, the crew of the Pea Island Lifesaving Station, Richard Etheridge, Benjamin Bowser, Dorman Pugh, Theodore Meekins, Lewis Westcott, Stanley Wise, and William Irving were awarded the Gold Lifesaving Medal on March 5th, 1996. Were they awarded anything initially? It didn't say. This came straight from the uh, history.uscg.mil. Hmm. I wonder if they got anything like, you know. I don't know. I mean, in the 1800s, were like awards a thing? Dude, that was like, 1896 was a long fuck. Like, I have antique rifles that weren't even invented until 1899. Like, yeah. You know, like the trench gun. Like, everyone knows the fucking slam fired trench gun. That was made in 1897. So this is a year before that. Like a year yeah. before the shotgun was invented. They did this badass shit. They were out fucking doing the king's business. As so, an all-black crew who were told to get fucked, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so it goes on to say, a life-sized bronze statue of Captain Richard Etheridge is on display at the Pea Island Cookhouse Museum in Monteo, North Carolina. You the said sculpture. You said captain. Like captain isn't like captain of the station, captain of the crew, or was he like... It, the rank it, of captain. It it doesn't say. It just says Captain Richard Etheridge, hmm. lighthouse keeper. Interesting. So it's, it's probably like oh, it's probably like OIC if he was the lighthouse keeper. I I'd imagine. Maybe because he was enlisted. So yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it says the sculpture is considered the best likeliness of Captain Etheridge due to the absence of any close up photos. Well, yeah, because fucking cameras weren't really a thing then. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Like, like I have a I have a picture of the statue. I wish you could see it. It, it looks pretty cool. Like I of like all my star cases I think were badass. Like I just like I was like I fucking did it, man. But like but it's like nothing compared yeah, to that, like, you like, know. Even though like like all all my star cases there was you had Furuno, you had Radar, you had you know, a chart plotter, you had super experienced guys, you had AOR familiarization, you, you, which is your air responsibility. Like, you know, the channels. Like, you know, we had gasoline boats and diesel ships and helicopters. And, like, I felt badass doing that stuff. And, like, just to be like, yeah, I'll fucking swim out there, dude. Yeah, sure, man. Give me that fucking line. I'll do that shit. Like, it's like the sand and the stones. Like, I wonder if they had to make a second statue just for this dude's fucking testicles and dick. Because yeah, he right. must have had some fucking balls on him, dude. Like, like that, that's what I mean by like the come up. Like he was born a slave, right? Was freed. Okay, now I see it. Joined the army, all that shit. Like that's a come he, up. That's then a come he up. took over of a station through all the like the racial adversity and still did all this badass shit. Like, like that's, if, that's wild. Like if you think about like even up until like I think it was like nineteen. I want to say nineteen late fifties, late fifties. When you were, if you were black, you couldn't be like a bosun mate or like a quartermaster or, 
you know, you, you could be like, you ever seen men of honor? It's one of my favorite movies. I made my son watch it. when He was like nine years old. Um, there's this, do you know what men of honor is? Yes. Um, so Carl Bashir, it is, um, the first African-American master diver. And there's a scene in when they're on the ship where the guy goes, there's only three jobs for a black man in the Navy. You could be a cook. You could be the, an officer's assistant or the fuck out the Navy. And like, so even all the way up until the fifties, when you weren't even allowed to do certain jobs because of your race, this dude is a fucking OIC of a lighthouse just doing fucking business. Yeah. Right. You know, it's fucking rad. Yeah. You know, that's that's why we have a ship name, the Richard Etheridge. That's pretty fucking rad. I like that one. Not, I don't like it for the reasons you think. I just, it's rad the way he did it. Like, yeah, I don't like, I don't like when people tell me I can't do something. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, according if you watch, you know, CNN, I'm the worst thing. I'm a straight white male. I'm the worst thing there is, and I get pissed when people tell me I can't do things. I couldn't imagine being oppressed like that and then still like being told no, no, no. Literally being owned. You uh, Another human owned you. Like another yeah. human owned you. And then you still want to go out and save people. And you still unemployed. go out there yes. am- amongst all that shit and prove everybody wrong. That's like, like it's, yeah. it's wild. It's great. Yeah. People that think they have it hard have no fucking clue. No. Like, I mean, I, I'm super blessed. You're fucking blessed. <laughs> like, you know, we bitch on the ship while we're there. About like this is bullshit, and I'm. But it's I'm, nothing compared yeah, to that. Yeah, like I like. Hey, we're on a one and four rotation. You have next watch. I was like, I'm being oppressed. You know, like I, we don't fucking know, man. We we don't have any. We have no perspective. We have no perspective, and to just do the business, you know, is is just cool. Like, I don't know. It's just cool to me. That's a cool story. <clears throat> um. So before I get in the last calls. What are you doing? If you whisper, but like this, I can still hear you. Are you mixing water in a milk cup? Can you guys please get the hell out? So, before I get into the last calls, I spoke with Jimothy yesterday. Okay. Um, he has his district board scheduled. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me that. Yeah. So, he's like... He's like, hey, I have my district board scheduled. I was like, hell yeah, dude. When is it? He told me. He's like, I'm going first. I go, what do you mean you're going first? He's like, I'm the first person this season to go. I go, dude, that is such Jimothy style. Like, yeah, wouldn't have it any other way. Wouldn't have it anywhere. There's got to be chiefs. You know, there's got to be other people that have been way longer. And he's like, I'm going first. Get the fuck out of my way. I would rather go first than like middle of the pack or last. Yeah, Jimothy goes. I'm either going to make the guy behind me look like a piece of shit or I'm going to make him look great. I don't know which one. Yeah, he's going to set the tone. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what happens when you go first. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I am, I'm like a thousand percent sure Jim's going to crush it. I've is never, this, I've never seen this man attempt anything and fail. Not one time. Is this the, the final mm-hmm. part of it? It this is. is it? Okay. This is it. After this, after this next step, he is like, he's ready to take command, you know? That'll be rad. Good for him. I don't care where his fucking first command is. I'm going for his change of command ceremony. I don't care if That'll it's be... the, I don't care if it's the fucking moon. I'm going. Bro, how funny would it be if we both showed up and did yes. a podcast on the spot? Yeah. <laughs> like like you know when they do like the you know uh, they they read like the charge of the new guy and me and you just stand up with a microphone, Mr. Miami coming to you live from the change of command. <laughs> Here we have and just start like 
like, excuse me, like, you know, you have a fucking admiral and a captain there. Like, what are you two doing? You know, just don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jimothy, if you don't want me to cause a ruckus at your fucking change of command, do not tell me when or where it is because I'm going to be there. You know, um, so um, once he's done with that, we're going to have a follow up episode. So everybody that's listening, cross your fucking fingers. Pray to whatever denomination or whatever being you believe in for Jim. He needs it. Yeah, he's uh, a great guy. He, If anybody deserves to be an OIC, it's definitely him. Yeah, for sure. Um, not only like not, I, I, I hate fucking talking about Jim sometimes because all it does is sound like I'm sucking his fucking dick. But um, not only is he like you, you ever had a supervisor that you liked working for that was like, like, uh, like you know, you had COs that were like, man, I like, like, when you yes. have a shitty captain, he comes down, he's like, hey guys, uh, they're extending us a couple of days. Uh, they asked me if I could, and I said yes. You're like, get fucked, bro. Like, who dare you? How dare you? When yep. you have a good CO, and he comes down, he's like, hey guys, um, they asked, I said we could meet the challenge, and we're gonna go for it. But like, hell yes, sir, we got you. You know, like. It's like yeah, Jim's one of those people. Just like just like the other bridge brother, the one that was XO. Like, if he came down, he's like, hey man, shit's fucked. I need you to take a bite of the shit sandwich. I was like, uh, don't worry, I got you, dog. You know. And then on top of that, his technical knowledge is outstanding as well. So let's stop talking about Jimothy and move on to some funny shit. All right. <clears throat> I got a question for the yeoman, uh, Coast Guard Yeoman memes. I don't want him to answer it. I said him, I don't know what your gender is. I don't ask him personally, I don't give a fuck. You can identify as a fucking slug. Um, so, do you know you know you're familiar with Captain America, right, Steve Rogers? Yes. Okay. So, according to Marvel, Steve Rogers takes a plane so that he doesn't blow everybody up and crashes it, right? Yep. He is listed as MIA, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, and then he's resuscitated and he's found and resuscitated, right? So no longer missing an action. So check this out. So if you were captured in 1972 in Vietnam, right? Okay. You were MIA for two years. You were in a camp. Then they find you. Guess what the military owes you? Would you be considered MIA or POW? POW MIA is, is, is synonymous. They're the same. Okay. So if you are MIA, missing an action... You know, so it's missing an action, assumed captured, or killed in action. Okay, if you are, I would assume they would still pay you, right? Because you're correct. not correct. Yeah, you're not so, dead. So the U.S. military owes Steve Rogers like sixty years of fucking back pay, bro. Could you imagine? <laughs> right, especially right? like with inflation every year. Yeah. So, like, he went down in like what, like forties. And they resuscitated him in like the late two thousands, two thousand, I don't know, nine, ten. So fifty, sixty years of fucking back pay, you know. And then he was traveling, so they probably have to calculate per diem. Per diem. <laughs> Just saying, like, that's a lot. It's got to be a fucking lot of money, yeah. right? And he was he's oh three, or no? So Captain, yeah, oh three. So he's oh three. So like, that's a fucking chunk of change. Yeah, right? for sure. I want I want someone to do the math and see how much. So what, what of you nerds has to be listening? <coughs> you know, 
Yeah. I want to uh, know what his fucking back pay is. Dude. So, you know, like once we have like all self-driving cars, right? Like there's no more gas ones on the road. It's just all self-driving. Wipers will no longer be essential because the car doesn't need a clean windshield to drive. Only humans do. Hmm. Very well. That that checks out. That checks out for sure. Um, hold on. I got another one if you're ready. Oh yeah, dude. I got I got, I got I got a couple this time. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Welcome to the party. Come on. <laughs> so, I as much as I like biscuits and gravy, right? I love it. I'm from the South. Biscuits and gravy are like a staple in the South. I biscuits. Do, I don't like biscuits. Get, get fucked. The only so, place I like biscuits from are Bojangles. I'm sorry. So biscuits and gravy is a little bit weird because it's like, hey, here's some really wet flour poured over some really dry flour. That's like that's. Have you seen the um, the the spaghetti recipe? First, you wet the dries, then you dry the wets, then you wet the dries, then you dry the wets, then you wet the dries, and then you dry the wets again, and then you put sauce on it and you wet the dries again. Right? It's kind of the same thing. Kind of the same. But I, thing. I never thought about biscuits and gravy like that until I saw this. Yeah. Like you take a dry ass fucking biscuit, and then you to make it edible, you cover it in shit. You know. It's gravy a southern. is not shit. Get fucked. Dude, I literally have gravy running through my veins. Don't get at me a fucker gravy. Okay. Um, what you know about cream chip beef? I don't like it. So you like biscuits gravy, but you don't like cream chip beef? Correct. You ever had shit on a shingle? I've had it. Don't really enjoy it. Me and you are literally from different planets. Oh well, yeah, you're you're north of the Mason Dixon. <laughs> I'm yeah. south of the Mason Dixon. So the next one I have is from one of the listeners. Um, he's like, I have a trivia question for you, and he asked me about. He asked me, and I was like, honestly, dude, I I, I feel like this is a trick question, but I don't know the answer. And I answered, and I was wrong. And I was like, how do I tie that to the Coast Guard so I can use it for trivia? He goes, I don't know. I just thought you'd like it, so I'm gonna use it. So I'm gonna ask you real quick. What color is hippo milk? Hippo milk? Yeah. I would assume it's white like all other milks. You sure about that? I, I said I would assume. Now, if I'm I, asking you, it's probably fucking... Not. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you want to know what color hippo milk is? Yeah, what color is it? It's bright pink. Really? Damn it, I almost said pink, too. <laughs> So the reason that the hippo secretes two kinds of unique acids called hipposordotic acid and norhipposordotic acid, the former is reddish in color and often known as blood sweat, although it is not from blood nor sweat, and it's bright fucking orange, and they mix it together, and hippo milk is fucking orange. And I was like, dude, that's fucking, that's a good-ass Wait, it's milk. orange? It's not pink? No, the, the, you have a, there's a, there's a bright one and then like a less bright one, and they mix together to make a pink color, I think. Oh, okay, okay. But it was just like, that's a good ass fucking question, and I couldn't tie it to the Coast Guard. And the only way I was thinking was like the one, like coin that we got had a hippo on it. I was like, that's that's a stretch, bro. Yeah, that is a huge stretch. So, all right, uh, you know what? In a world where we pay for literally everything, we really don't appreciate the fact that email is free. For now, you had to fucking say something. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, the people who don't use email anymore when they're like, yo, email's five bucks a month. Yeah. Um. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. So, 
if you had to sleep uh, in the middle between a beautiful woman and a gay guy, who would you turn your back to? I I don't know. I'm asking. I you can never be tipped. I wouldn't want to be tipped tip. I'm just I'm asking your opinion. Like it's a port call, right? And yep. you you can't get back to the ship. Liberty Vans have stopped running. There's no Uber where we're in the country you're in, and there's you know your shipmates is a chick and a dude, and they're like we have the the bed. We're all gonna sleep in the same bed. Are you gonna face the chick? Are you gonna face the dude? I don't think I honestly I don't think I would care which way. I know. I mean, knowing our ship that we were just on, yeah, I, I wouldn't. It bother me whatsoever. You know, like if I got like sturdy on one side, I'd be like, "Sturdy, I'm snuggling you. Get over it." He'd be like, "Yeah, dude, bring it on." You know, but like it, it's not, it's not a me and you, it's not a me and you specific question. It's for everybody. If if I had to pick one, I would say, I, I would rather face the woman. I'd rather. I just you're, picked one there. You're going to leave your butt open for assault? Yeah, I'm not worried about it. It's not going to happen. I mean, with me and you, probably not, because we're <laughs> ugly. Look, you know. if, if I'm comfortable <laughs> enough to share a bed with somebody who has different, uh, I don't know how to say that. Sexual without. orientation? Yes. There I, you go. Then I'm, I'm comfortable enough with it to trust them. That's a fair point. So the, I asked that question, like, as you've been on the ship together forever, you know. Yeah. So, all right, next. Let's see here. Um, so, what year was so Ben Franklin was alive like around like well like seventeen seventy six era? Sure. And well, like that's when like we discovered electricity, right? Okay, we'll go with it. All right. What did they call electric eels before they discovered electricity? Ooh, I feel like there's a funny name coming up. <laughs> that's it. I'm asking. That's that's oh. it. That's the end. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something funny, like licky stickies for stamps, <laughs> but I can't. I can't for fucking eels. Yeah. But I, uh, I. You know the movie Cars, right? Yep. So, in the movie Cars, does he have life insurance or car insurance? There are sidewalks. But who they're, they for? They're they're only cars. So like, who are the fucker sidewalks for? Yeah, like, do they have life insurance or car insurance? I w- I would imagine life insurance. Yeah, yeah. All right. Last funny one. Denny's is just Waffle House for people who don't know how to fight. Correct. Yeah, I saw that the other day, and I was <laughs> like, those are the, the that this man is speaking facts. Um. Uh, did I tell you about the time I had an OD phone call where I had to go pick someone up from the hospital because he got stabbed by a, a hooker in a Waffle House parking lot at 3 in the morning? I, It sounds vaguely familiar. Like, I I like the idea of Waffle House. Like, I love that, like, it's a, dirt, it's a dirty shit show. I like that, like, the waitresses don't give a fuck. I like the clientele that are in there. Those are my people. I just I'm not a fan of their food. Like I saw this community is like I was in a Waffle House and he's like, You ever been in a Waffle House and you see someone come into Waffle House who's never been in a Waffle House before? 
And like the comedian's like, they sat down, obviously from probably California. They're like, um, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna get some, we're gonna get some apps. You guys want to get some apps? Let's get some apps to share. The guy's like, look, dude, this bitch is going on break. I mean, she's gonna have like three smoke breaks. You bet. If when she comes over, if you're not fucking ready, you know, you ain't getting food. Yeah. And like, I went there with one time with Big J. <clears throat> do you know how to order properly at Waffle House? What do you mean properly? Like, there, there's, there, like. So restaurants use certain shorthands like, hey, we're 86 in the shrimp. That means we're out of fucking shrimp. You know, there's, you know, if you say I need, you know, nine pancakes all day. That means, yeah. are you, are you talking about, means, like, that means I need like, pan, I need nine pancakes total right now. You know, yeah, are you talking about like when like, you order hash browns, you order like smother covered and like I want them also country. Yeah. So like when I went with Big J, he's like, I want my eggs. I want them like. He said, like, I want the garden and I want like um like each little each item, like you have to like mm-hmm. like the only training you get, you don't get training on sanitation, you don't get training on cooking food thoroughly, you don't get trained on customer service, you get trained on this is how you order shit, you know? And like it's like smothered, slapped, fucking I want it oinkin, which means like bacon or something like that. And like there's there's like a whole fucking slapped is definitely not one of them. Whatever. I don't fucking know. I hate Waffle House. I've never been to a Waffle House sober. Ever. Not one time. It's definitely different. It's a different experience if you go sober. Gross. Um, Do you know pressing the lock button on your key fob multiple times is the grown-up version of saving your game twice? Oh, yeah. I do that. When I'm in bad neighborhoods, I I like to lock my my thing twice so criminals know I I mean business. Uh, did you know Jello is isn't technically boneless? Why? Jello is made from gelatin, Wait, which, which is derived from... from animal bones and skin. I did know that. Do you know how you turn Jello back into Jello or back into a liquid? You swish it around in your mouth. Well, there's two options. Number one, <laughs> you go in your fucking mouth, or if you microwave it, it turns back to liquid. Think about it. Like when you make a, you, have you ever made your own bone stock? I have not actually. Okay. Well, when when you're an adult and you're a good cook, you make your own bone <laughs> stock. <laughs> the gelatin rises to the top, and then you like like all right, I'm gonna let it sit, and I'm gonna strain it tomorrow. Yeah, you skim the gel- it off. The good. gelatin sits at the top. If you just take that, put it right back in the stove. You add heat, it turns back into a liquid. That's how you reliquify Jello. When I read that. Jello isn't technically boneless. I was like, bro, what the fuck? And then, uh, then I read like why, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all I, I got. That's all I have. Um, I have a new a new sign off that I'm going to start you saying. Ooh, okay. So instead of bye, instead of bye, <laughs> do you know why I say bye? No. So you in the past we've talked about like people you can never be mad at for any reason. Just they're just. They always make you laugh, and no matter what the situation is, they just always make you laugh. You know, like Q, the other Bridge Brother. We really got to start calling him someone other than the other Bridge Brother. I know. Um, we got to come up with a good name. Um, you know, Mr. B. Let's call him Mr. B. Um, you I know. don't like it. Okay, well then fuck it. Edit it out, dude. I don't give a fuck. Um, when I was a second class on my 110, there was an MK3 there that was just always funny and always just in a like it didn't matter what the situation was and like i could call him like he he's a grown-ass man with kids married right and like you're like hey buddy, call me like hey so 
Mr. Miami, we got this going on. We're getting recalled. Uh, we need you to get back in line, back in here. We got to get the ships. Uh, we got to get the generators paralleled, get them online. We got to do this, that, and be like, Roger that. Got it on my way. My ETA is this. And I'm like, all right, see you later. And he'd go, bye. And it would just go like, <laughs> okay, bye. And like, it always just made me laugh. Like you have two grown ass men that do the King's business. And like at the end of his phone calls, he goes, bye. And it just always makes me laugh. Um, but from now on, my last thing I'm going to say is if you're not wasted, the day is. That That's it. That's it. If you're not wasted, the day is. All right. Cheers. Later.